Hey everyone, this is Anthony Grants, and I want to introduce you all to this podcast. It's called Superstar PR, and it's all about entertainment insider chats with Nikki, the founder of the PR agency, Nikki Inc. This podcast chats with some serious entertainers and media insiders, always choosing people who are making a difference in the entertainment world and who have cool stories to share. Happy listening. So listeners, I'm so excited for this guest today, Superstar PR. This is kind of why I do what I do. Um, This is a lovely young lady who I first saw on the shopping channel and her name was Red. And she sold tech to my mother and I thought she was great. Then I found out she's Greek and I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. (laughs) I love a Greek redhead who knows how to sell something. Now she works with Acropolis Organics and she has a very interesting health miracle story that I'd love for her to share with you today. Welcome Marianti to my podcast. I'm so honored to be here and thanks so much for sharing my story. Well, you know, I want everyone to believe in magic. And I think that your body showed us some magic. So maybe you can tell everybody about your health journey. So I'm a mom of two toddlers, work full time. I did work on the shopping channel for 17 years. One of my most favorite things to ever do is talk to people and share uh, information about great products. But um, I woke up one morning in August 2020 with the most pain I've ever experienced on the side of my head and and really in my neck. And it felt like um, Hulk Hogan had taken a sledgehammer and literally whipped me with it in the back of my neck. It was that painful. And I was in shock. I didn't know what to do. And so I thought that maybe this was a migraine. And in my whole lifetime, I think I've had three migraines. And that was when I was in uh, university. So in my 20s. Now I'm now in my 40s. And I took Advil. And I said, this was 7.30 in the morning. And so I said, you know what? Let me go back to sleep for a little bit, see if the pain will decrease. Unfortunately, it didn't decrease. I couldn't sleep. The pain got worse. And that was the first day of our family vacation. It was actually August 9th, 2020. And I said to myself, why is this happening? I'm literally going to ruin the vacation for my kids because we were going to go to Sable Beach and swim. And that's all they wanted to do, right? Because we, ha- we had, you know, COVID restrictions. We couldn't fly anywhere. So uh, that was going to be the, the vacation that we were supposed to have. So fast forward, I end up at the local hospital near me. And they did a CT scan of my head because I told the doctor there, I don't suffer from migraines. They were going to send me home because they thought it was a migraine. I said, this is not a migraine. It's something more. And um, what he did was he called me over to his desk after the CT scan, which happened pretty quickly. I was so surprised at how quick they took me for a scan. Uh, he said, listen, when I'm calling you over to my desk, it's not good news. And so, Nikki, I saw like a golf ball size, white, solid growth in my head. And uh, I said to him, what is that? And he goes, it could be a meningioma. He goes, it could be something worse, but I, I have to let you know that what we do really well here at Scarborough General Hospital is identify the problem and send you to the best place. And the best place is Sunnybrook. You've just given me goosebumps because I'm there in that moment with you. Yeah, yeah, it was it was unreal. And uh, and so I didn't understand you guys. Um, I didn't understand how severe the issue was, to be honest with you. And um, the ambulance people were there and I heard. Uh, another doctor say she has a double brain aneurysm. And then I perk up and I'm like, what, what is that? What is an aneurysm? And so I really want to share my story because I 
you know, you hear people having heart attacks and you hear mammograms and all these, you know, other things, conditions that people suffer from, but I've never heard about anybody suffering from an aneurysm. And an aneurysm is when a vessel in your brain, it expands and contracts, expands and contracts. And at one point, once it expands, it can actually pop like a balloon. And if it pops, most of the times it takes your life. If you're lucky enough to get to the hospital, you can have surgery, but typically 60% of the people who have the surgery come out with major deficits or deficits, you know, things like motor skills, um, memory loss, uh, you can't move. So anyways, so I'm now looking on my Google, I'm Googling aneurysms and I, and I, um, I'm reading this and they had the ambulance sirens going off and the lights and they're going through red lights and everything. So I asked the ambulance person, I go, are we going through red lights? Like I can see, cause I can see out of the back of the car, the truck. And he goes, yeah. And then I go, is it serious? And he goes, yeah, it's serious. So I get to Sunnybrook and I was greeted by this really wonderful, gentle, nice doctor, sweet guy named Dr. Chris. I don't remember his last name, but uh, he asked me to call him Dr. Chris. Right. And I said, call me red. <laughs> so anyways, he told me I have good news and bad news for you. And uh, he goes, what do you want to hear first? I said, I want to hear the bad news. And then he said to me, you know, you're going to have to stay here for a while. And he asked me about, you know, my family, you know, and I said, I have children at home. And I said, you guys do what you have to do. Don't worry about me getting out of here. Like, I don't have a time limit. I'm not going to pressure you. I'm not one of those patients. And then he said, the good news is that at least six doctors have looked at your case file already. And yeah. we're trying to come up with a solution. He said, because you have a very complex case because of the size and the placement of the aneurysm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Talk about like this entire moment. I feel like I have goosebumps and I'm hearing how many people step forward. Yeah. To keep you alive. Yeah. Beautiful. Exactly. I know. And uh, it's a whole team of people there. They're, they're amazing people. Um, from there, they took me up to ICU, Nikki. You know, you're still literally somebody like me. I was still in shock, you know, and, and I consider myself a strong person, but I was still in shock. And it's okay beauty you've got tears in my eyes you can cry I've been crying while you're talking you know the reason why I cry is because there were at least 50 people involved in helping me stay alive yes and they're all, and they're all at Sunnybrook wow. and, you know the care that they showed me was world renowned it really was and I'm just gonna stop crying now and no it's okay Sunnybrook and they're angels. They're amazing. And you know why I'm starting to actually tear up is because I'm remembering the care in their eyes when I first went up to ICU, right? And ICU, you guys, is mostly people who are not awake. They are in a coma or they are, um, they are not awake, right? And they have like casts on them or, you know, breathing tubes. And like, so as I'm getting rolled into the ICU, I see all of them and my case was the worst they said so so anyways I um it was so it was there that I realized how serious it was and so I had my own nurse it was really funny I had my own own nurse just for me and um every hour on the hour they had to take my blood pressure check my eyes for my people's dilating and also my temperature oh. and uh so that means like I didn't really sleep so for the next 16 days, it was like, I was not really sleeping because they had to keep checking on me that I was okay. Sorry, this is just yeah. because I don't know, but those three things would have shown doctors what? My blood pressure went up. It could have ruptured the aneurysm. Okay. 
Uh, fever is not good. It shows uh, signs of the body being ill. Okay. And my pupils dilating means that I'm responding, like I'm, I'm coherent, okay. right? Got they it. also asked me what my name is and where I was every time they did that too. What's your name? You know, Mary Anthony Miss Burris. So where are you? Sunnybrook. What day is it? So I have to remember always what day it was. And um, so I had this wonderful care from these ICU nurses. And um, I was at a position where I couldn't even get up to go to the washroom because they didn't want me to move. Because at that point, my aneurysm was leaking. It wasn't ruptured. So I was lucky there, right? So it, it was leak. It was a leaking aneurysm. And so the other thing is, is they told me that the aneurysm I had, they didn't even talk about the second one, right? So a double brain aneurysm. They only talked about one. And they said, your aneurysm is called a giant fusiform aneurysm. And it's connected to your communicating arteries. It's not, it's not on just one. And so that's what made it complex. But on top of that, it was giant. It was over the normal size, right? So mine was 3.5 centimeters. And like, typically you have 0.8, you know, 0.7. So mine was, was uh, much more larger. And so they were afraid that if I moved, I would have ruptured my aneurysm. So you had, okay. Yes. And okay. so I, I had an angiogram. I, then I had another angiogram. I had a CT scan, an MRI. They did heart uh, tests on me as well. And the funny thing is, is I don't have the typical uh, things to get an aneurysm, right? So you typically have to have high blood pressure. I don't. My blood pressure through all of this was champ, like champ, perfect. Um, you uh, drink a lot. I don't even really drink. Like if I go to somebody's house, I may have a wine if they kind of pressure me, but I don't really drink at all. Drugs? No, I don't do drugs. Haven't. And they said street drugs. And so, you know, they're looking at you, they're, th they're checking you out as they ask you these questions. And I said to you guys, I don't do these things. And so they were so baffled, baffled by why this happened to me and at the size of my aneurysms. And they said, maybe it's in your family history, but I do want to share that a way you can get an aneurysm is through a hard fall on your head. And I had three of them in the same area. Wow. Yeah. And um, I went rollerblading without a, without a proper fitting helmet one time. I also fell down the stairs two other times in my life. And um, so you have to always wear proper footwear and proper gear on your head. And I want it. That's my message is get protect your kids from those contact sports, get them the helmets, pay the money for it, whatever it is, you yourself, it doesn't matter if you think you look like a geek with a helmet on or wear if you the wear helmet. shoes instead of heels, you know, take care of yourself. Don't fall and impact your head in any way. So they think that's how I got this giant aneurysm. And then of course, you know, when you're give birth twice um, and you're pushing, that can also increase the size of the aneurysm too. Hey. So yeah, I had a natural birth and a birth with uh, the medicine that they give you. So it was, it, they said all of those factors contributed to where I was that day. So anyways, I looked for signs, you guys, I really did. And I was in, um, I was in slot 42. I'm 42 years. I was 42 years old at the time. I look across and I see the number 40 and that's the, that's the um, address of my parents' house. And I always used to say to people, you know, do you want to come to 40 X street all the time? Not my house. Right. So I would say, Nikki, do you want to come to 40 John street, for example? Right. And so I was laughing because I'm like, wow, is this a sign? And then what I, why I knew like I was protected by an angel of some sort was when I look to the right and then I see the, uh, the person beside me, their bed, right? So the, we, had, we had curtains all around us, but their bed on the bottom, I saw April 21st and April 21st is my son's birthday. Mm. And so I said, these are signs. You're going to be okay. So I started doing my prayer. I started praying. I said the, the Lord's prayer a hundred times that day for sure, or even more. And it gave me comfort and peace. And so I really feel like people 
should pray more. You know, I feel like people should stop and thank God more. Um, and that's also, that's my message as well. So anyways, long story short, uh, Dr. DaCosta, he came into my, uh, my situation because he's like the top of the top doctors there for complex cases. And he patted me on my shoulder and, and he said, he said, here, you have these options. Right. And then I told him, I said, I want this, I want to get well again. And I don't want to risk anything. I said, because I have a family. And then he's such a great guy. Cause he said, don't worry. We have options. When, when there were other doctors who told me make a will, make a will. Cause you may not come out of here. You know, I, I'm a little bit sensitive about it because I was on an aneurysm call yesterday and, you know, you see people's stories and it can really change your life. But, you know, I got through it. Dr. DaCosta did a world first surgery on me where he put 20 clips on my aneurysm. The average, the average uh, operation for aneurysms requires one or two, possibly three. That's very rare, but mine took 20. They gave me a craniotomy where they cut my head open and then they drilled holes in my head. So I have these holes and I also have screws in my head and I can actually feel them. There's one screw I can always feel all the time when I'm combing my hair and washing my hair, but that's okay because I'm good now, you know? So the surgery worked. It was a world first surgery and it worked. And I avoided all the deficits that they were talking about. So I can move, I can walk, I can think, I can talk, as you can see. You know, I returned back to work seven months later and they said to me, wow, you are a miracle. Marianti, um, the day that you were in surgery, one of my clients called me and said, stop, whatever you're doing, it's time to pray. Mm. You're praying for red. And I said, okay, okay. And my team, my quirky team says, guys, um, you know, this lovely red that we work with on some projects, it's time to pray for her. And everyone said, okay, we will right now. And I, I think you've handled this like a champ. I don't, I don't say that lightly. I lost a friend to an aneurysm when I was in middle school. Wow. She said, I'm not feeling well. The teachers kind of didn't really want to let her go to the washroom and they didn't know. She went to the washroom, threw up and passed away. Wow. And the name was Farrah Khan. And I never forgot her. And I think that you in this delicate moment in time had like an army of angels come and help you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers too. Very sweet. So many people told me they were praying. Yes. Cause you're so special. You're like a little Tinkerbell with red hair. <laughs> read read the tinkerbell and you know what's funny Marianti, is like recently uh, my sister broke her leg i was sitting in the hospital room waiting for her i ran out of jokes to tell her i tried to make her laugh through her pain and i thought of you and i reached out to you and i was like Marianti, what's happening with your health so maybe you could tell listeners you know what happened next so what happened next was i had to recover you know at home and i returned back to work seven months later and then um I went back for an appointment seven months later and they told me that the giant aneurysm they operated on is now 50% smaller, 55. They told me exactly. It was 55% smaller. And I was so happy and they were being so cautious. And I said, this is amazing news. So that's in May, May, um, 2021. And, um, they said, we'll see you again in six months. Cause every six months I would have to have an angiogram. Cause the only way they could tell what's going on in my head is if they actually cut into my major artery by my groin area and send cameras up. And the funny part is that you're awake while you see this and they have six monitors on your left-hand side and you're seeing the camera actually traveling up that major artery oh and it's God. dark, it's dark and it's in black and white. And you're like, this is so cool. Like it is so amazing to see inside my body. And this is why we should treat our bodies with total respect and love. Yeah. Yeah. As I see that camera going up, I'm like, why did I eat 
all of those chips? You know, why did I not treat my body so well? And give your body water, give your body good sleep, give your body nutrient food, you know? And, and, and so seeing inside my brain really made me think about that. So um, in September, just now, a month ago, I, I woke up one day and we were going to go somewhere. And all of a sudden, something happened where I felt like the pitch of my voice went up like three octaves. And my tongue got really hard, actually stiff, and I couldn't speak. And it was like I had um, a problem with my tongue. And I was talking to my son, Eric, and I go, Eric, how does mommy sound? Do I sound normal? And I saw his body language, and this looked like everything was normal, but I did not feel right. So I experienced this slurred speech. I sat down for 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden, my head started to hurt really hard. Again, like that day back in August 2020, and I was so scared. So I told my husband, drive me over to Sunnybrook right away. At this point, though, I had so much pain again, Nikki, that I couldn't even sign myself in. And so there was a volunteer there and it was so funny because he was, he saw me in pain. And uh, apparently those people are volunteers that are there. Oh and he got up and he's like, ma'am, do you need help? And I'm like, you know, I need, I do need some help. And I was laughing because he called me ma'am. And uh, it kind of, it kind of helped me actually to laugh a little bit. And they saw me again very quickly. They, um, they couldn't get me into a bed for a couple of days because it was full. Finally, when I get in there, they do the angiogram. So I got in on a Monday and on a Thursday, they did the angiogram on me. And in real time, I see Dr. Kumar and another doctor there, Dr. Jamil. And Dr. Kumar was the one that actually put the clips in, on in my head. And I hadn't seen him. And he goes, do you remember me? I'm like, of course I remember you, right? And he said to me, he goes, you are the luckiest patient we've ever seen. He goes, you, you will not, but like, he told me that I hemorrhaged on the table, which means I had the, the aneurysm did rupture on the table. This was when I had my 11 hour surgery and they were trying to put the clips in at one yep. point because they were touching it in hemorrhage. Okay. And then they put a clip on the back to stop it. Wow. Yeah. So they said there was one time that I could have died at yes. that point in that surgery. And, um, that was so surreal to hear that because nobody had told me that, right? Nobody had actually told me that. And I said to him, I am the luckiest person in the world. And I said, this is a gift. So you went in, you went in, you had a headache. Um, the second time doctor sees you and what does he tell you? What has your brain done? And he told me, this is Dr. Kumar. Now he says, I think you have uh, basilophagus. And I'm like, what, you know, what's basilophagus? I'm awake now lying down. And then he goes, wait, wait, wait. He goes, oh my goodness. And then he comes around to me on the side and because I'm lying down right? I can't move. And he said to me, your brain has rewired itself. Holy shit. And I everybody, said, did you just hear that? Her brain rewired itself. This is and, why you have to hear this amazing story. And, and he said to me at that point, this is why we know so little about the brain. He goes, because you were a patient that he said were, was complex we did the world first surgery. We were hoping it worked. It did. And now your brain has gone into protection mode, he called it. And it has, it has actually blocked off the diseased artery. He used the word diseased, right? So my aneurysm was in a diseased artery. And, he, and I go to him, that's a good thing, right? He goes, it's the best thing ever. And then he said to me, he goes, what's even more interesting is that your brain is now pulling blood not from your left side, another artery on your left side, which typically we think it would, it's pulling it from the right side in the back bottom. 
gosh. So the right side of your brain is the creative part, right? The left side is the thinking part. And so they were so fascinated that my brain literally from another part of it, further off, way off the bottom right, it decided to kick in and be the, the, the support for like my speech. Wow. Your brain stepped up. Yes. And so, and so he, so then Dr. DaCosta comes and he said, it's like, he goes, when you had that slurred speech, he said, that was the last time your brain was using the original diseased artery. He said, it's like you pressed reboot on a computer and it decided to start pulling blood from the other side of your head. That is like you winning the lottery of life. Yes. And I think what the only thing I want to tell you is maybe don't call it my aneurysm, call it the aneurysm, the visitor. Yes. You don't want to attract anything else like that in your brain. You've learned the lesson. You're right. not going to fall again. No. You're going to put some garlic in your pocket <laughs> and you're going to go be fabulous and wear running shoes and have a flashlight. I have a flashlight, so I can't fall. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's funny because you know, you never think these things are going to happen to you. That's the other lesson is that you think you're invincible and really, you know what, knock on wood, I hope everybody is, but things happen to people. And I don't identify as a survivor, Nikki, just, you know, to your point, I, I, I was trying to tell a lady beside me, her name was Annette while I was waiting for my angiogram. And I said to her, cause she goes, you seem so happy though. You know, you seem like, okay, like energetic. And she was suffering from also something in her head as well. And I said to her, you know, it's a lot of listening and reading of Tony Robbins, you Love know? It. Yes. And like the personal development. And so I said, I have this growth mindset. So I look at this situation and I say to myself, what, what can I learn from this? What can I glean? What gift is, is there in here? And then, you know, the gift really is, is that you should put yourself first along with your health first. And there was so many times in my life where I put everybody's problems in front of me. It may not have seemed like it, but really I was always worried if, you know, people close to me were okay and they were happy. And I, I have that maternal feeling. Then I became a mom and then I put my kids in front of me. And then, you know, I have a house about that, even my house in front of me, like, you know, the cleanliness of it, the building of it, just everything. And so now I live this life. I got a Fitbit watch. And I make sure I get that eight hours of sleep or more and I drink enough water and like my skin is better. People say you look so young now skin and I'm like, is glowing. Yeah. It's, it's, you said that when we were starting, it's glowing. And, and I, it's because I'm taking care of myself and I want to give women the permission, take care of yourself, put yourself first, all moms out there. Like my kids now nine and seven, um, when this was happening, they were eight and six and, you know, teach them to be independent so you can have that time as well. And don't feel guilty about taking the time, Nikki, and everybody listening, because when you get a really good night's sleep, your next day is so much better. And I live that every day. No, I'm happy. I, I was always happy before, but now it's like, I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm thankful to wake up every day. I thank God every day for when I wake up. And, you know, it's funny because you talk about God to people and some people are weirded out by it. And some people think it's, it's, it's right. Like it's good. And so I really feel like also just pray more, pray. Amen. Yes. Okay. If you could have lunch with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? That's my last question. Tony Robbins. Ah, uh, can I come? That's a yeah, I will invite you. I will invite you. It would be Tony Robbins. And, you know, he's told his life story. And part of the reason why I feel like I have the success I do in life is because he came from really uh, a place where it was broken and he turned everything around and made himself to be who he wanted to be and you know it doesn't really I'm not talking about money I'm talking about 
the, the humanity of it, the person that he is and that he's proud of himself and that he has goals every day that he achieves. And so I would just, I would just want to sit with him to share my story too and tell, tell him, thank you. Oh my God. I love it. Well, you know, I believe we put our dreams out there and then one day you get a call from Nikki from Nikki Inc. And she's like, how about lunch with Tony Robbins? And I feel like <laughs> it could happen. Well, Marianti, thank you for joining me on superstar PR. Um, where can people follow you on Instagram? Tech with red T E C H W I T H R E D. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the story. The miracle is real. I recognize it. This is amazing. Thank you for sharing with our listeners. Nikki, you're a wonderful person. You have a beautiful heart. And I, I just want to say kudos to you for what you're doing. And you have a big heart. And everybody around who gets to work with you, including me, are lucky people. You're the cutest. Oh, my God. Thanks for tuning in to Superstar PR. New episodes are available every other Friday. And you know, we would love your feedback. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to Superstar PR on your favorite streaming service and visit www.nikkiinc.ca to sign up for podcast alerts and notifications. Thank you so much for listening.